welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports fan perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, May the 6th, it is Ian Cameron with you. Uh, just me today. The rest of the crew is uh, uh, preoccupied today, but uh, we'll be uh, we'll have to be having Andrew back on Monday. Of course, Jimmy's still covering the Bruins, and he's swamped with writing and having to report as they continue their series against the Hurricanes. Andrew will be back with us on Monday, but I'm here, and so is our guest, Stephen Fournier, joining us here uh, on the Ice Guys for the first time. Uh, on the show today, you can follow him as well uh, on uh, Twitter at uh, sfournier74. Uh, so give him a follow there as well. Uh, great to have Stefan Fournier with us. Stefan, how are you today? You're enjoying hey. the nice weather in Montreal, it looks like. And, and enjoying the nice weather outside for uh, Mother's Day, Ian. Uh, it's a pleasure for uh, to be on the show with. I mean, I was going to say you guys, but it's just me and you today. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, that's it is what it is. But we'll have a, a great show. We'll break down the uh, NHL. So I'll be telling you what of all the guests that we brought on this week. It's been a great week of guests. Uh, just the insight, the players' perspective, uh, which is great. It's great to have that uh, on this show. And you know, we've been asking people about oh, coming back home off a long road trip. Is that the bad spot that we yeah. don't think it is? You know, look ahead spots. You know, where teams got a weak opponent in their next game and then they got a much bigger game against a much tougher team in their division the next game is that like a look ahead spot or quote-unquote flat spot i mean we've been able to pick the brain of all these players and ask them that kind of thing and just getting that kind of player insight that hey some of the shit that we say could happen it actually yeah for is sure true. uh it's <laughs> been great to have that no doubt but uh, talk Stefan, a little bit about your playing past, uh, certainly the highlight being the uh, junior years with the Halifax Mooseheads, 2013 Memorial Cup champions. And I know when we talked about you coming on this show, you were going to state the case. You were going to make that case right here on the show that the Halifax Mooseheads of 2013 were the single greatest junior hockey team uh, of all time. I'm willing to throw a couple <laughs> others out there that, you know, that yeah, are right yeah, yeah, yeah. state your case. Well, look, uh, I mean, I think there's only one other team that you could measure up with it, and it's that London Knights team that had Corey Perry and, uh, you know, company that was there that, you know, was obviously a fantastic team. Uh, you know, at the time, I mean, I think statistically and points-wise, I think we did break the record. I think we ended, like, I think it was, like, 76, 6-2-1 and one or something like that. So we had sub-10 losses in the whole season. That's including playoffs and Memorial Cup. Uh, I mean, obviously led by, you know, Nathan McKinnon, Jonathan Jouin, uh, Martin Furk, who, you know, has an absolute cannon of a shot in L.A.'s organization. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty much a toss-up if you would. Uh, but I, I think that if you put our team against uh, London, we would have had a hell of a game back then. And that's the one that always comes to mind, that London team, Robbie Shrimp. Corey Perry, Dale Hunter uh, coaching that team. And then there was that team with the Kamloops Blazers that had, I think, eight or nine guys that had lengthy NHL careers from the 90s. Yeah. And uh, Jerome McGinley uh, was on that Kamloops Blazers team. I think maybe Brian McKay. But there's just a bunch of guys that had yeah. very long uh, playing careers that were on that team. And they're in that conversation as well. But getting back to your guys with the Mooseheads, I mean, it goes without saying. You and you had uh, Nathan McKinnon and you had Jonathan Drouin. And look at Mackenzie Wegar, what he's doing right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. You know? there's, it's a damn good team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, uh, <laughs> excuse me, but, you know, at the time, like, I mean, look, you can't ever compare teams from years to years. Uh, I mean, I like to poke fun at it. I know that uh, I think they did do, a, like, an official list a couple years ago on, I don't know if it was, like, the junior network or whatever it was for the Memorial Cup, and they put the London team ahead of us. So we ended up being the second-place team. And You know what? I'll beg to differ, but uh, to each their own, you know? Well, of course. I mean, as a competitive person, and I know you are, uh, definitely you want to be number one at everything. You do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no question. Know? And so when you see, you know, hey, London Knights number one, oh, what the fuck's wrong with these guys? Yeah. <laughs> so you get a little pissed yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah for look, sure. That, I mean, that was a brilliant team. And look what we've done, Stefan, with some of our guests this week is we've done a little trip down memory lane uh, with a lot of them here, with a lot of what something that's happened uh, in their uh, playoff uh, past 
or in their playing past, I should say. So we're going to do that with you right now. We're going to roll it. All right. I just missed the end. Number two game. Kevin will be like, he got in behind. There we go. This is the part we want. Huge save on Ashley. Whose heads don't want to slip away. Under 10 to go. Up to the line. Pulling on a shot. I'm pretty sure I'm on the ice there. Two, one. Halifax Moose Heads, 2013 Memorial Cup champions. Look at them jumping up and down. Don't kill each other now. I forgot that. That would be good times, buddy. That's the reason why you play, you know? Exactly. For moments like that, there's no better feeling than, right, Stanley Cup, Memorial, it's a long season. People don't get it. Junior hockey, that's a goddamn long season. Bus trips. Oh, well, with, two games especially. Three, nights, three and four nights, that kind of thing. Bus, well, four, well, they say statistically the Memorial Cup's like the hardest trophy to win, right? Yeah. You're not flying first class to your next game like the NHL people are. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> We did fly first class to the Memorial Cup, though. Yes. What the celebration will be like now. They could do all those bus trips to say we got to finally pull these guys bone and give them a plane finally. So there's there's Jonathan, a young Jonathan Drouin. Yeah, what a stud. Yeah. Couple of players they are. And McKinnon. Yeah. Even McKinnon, you can tell he's changed a little bit. He's gotten the way. Well, he changed, he changed a lot. Takes a lot. He's a man now. I think he's. I mean, watch him play right now. He's unbelievable. Yeah, that I hate to see when the kids are so upset. I, I didn't mind seeing it. It wasn't me crying in that game. It's like, ah, oh, we're the winners. Yeah, I won. What they're doing, yeah, or how they're doing. Yeah. Zach Pukali, there we go. <laughs> a lot of people, uh, and look, he's. He still played a couple NHL games this year with the Washington yeah, Capitals. Yeah, I know. You know, he came out of nowhere again to do that. So, couple of big saves. Keeps on battling. Keeps on battling. I mean, that kid, he's a great kid. Zach McCallie's a great person. Yeah. And look, a Montreal Canadian draft pick. That's automatically going to put a lot of pressure on, right? Well, for sure, being local guy also. Yeah. There you go. You see that? There's the handshake line. Great memories there, I'm sure, for Stefan winning that Memorial Cup. And like we said, it was an absolutely terrific team. I don't know if this, these are his great memories, but actually not too long after that Memorial Cup title, Stefan. You're obviously with the Montreal Canadiens in their training camp the very next year. And you somehow, if we're about to see, had the absolute gut to take on a very tough Very bad fight, though. Mr. Adam McQuaid was, of course, now retired. Uh, and he was a tough son of a gun. And there you are, right, looking to make an impression, right, as all young kids are in training camp. Drop the gloves and show, hey, I'm a team guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sucks that the fight went bad, though, but it is what it is. Got the takedown. There you go. Yeah, not a great fight, though. I like that. You say, I got the takedown, but shit fight, right? Nobody it was a shit fight. I mean, look, I, was, I, rem I remember exactly who I was fighting to. I was 20. Uh, yeah, and Adam McQuaid was a tough bastard. Yeah, well, that game was a scary game, too. Adam McQuaid was in it. Milan Lucic was in it. Zdeno Chara was in it. It was a, it was a pretty uh, stacked card. It was. You know, that was. And, uh, you know, I remember back in the early days of my youth, uh, man, there were basically – uh, eight or nine fights in one game in the exhibition in the preseason, like back in no. the 80s and the 90s. That was a fight no. fest waiting to happen in a preseason no. NHL game. Not so much these days, but you still get a few more, I think, in the preseason than you do. Well, I, I played uh, I played six NHL preseason games, and in all of them I fought. So <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure in, every, in all six of them I got into a fight. Yeah. No, that's yeah. good. And by the way, I, there's a couple YouTube uh, channels I subscribe to. One of them is a fighting one, and I swear to God, I, I mean, have you got? There's, there's. It said Stephen Fournier versus Garrett Hunt, and and it happened like two or three different times. Yeah, we fought each other that, four different times. Yeah, you got like a Ty Domi versus Rob Ray thing going on <laughs> back in the day, where every time your teams play each other, you guys are going at it. Yeah, we haven't made it through a game where we don't fight each other yet. 
<laughs> That's it funny. Domi and Ray did back in the day with the Leafs and the Sabers, Probert versus, uh, you know, Troy Crowder way back in time. I'm going. I'm dating myself. No, now you're. Life. Yeah, now you're going. You're going back in time right now. I am. I'm going back in time. No question about that. Um, but great stuff. Uh, always like taking our uh, guests down memory lane for a moment in time from their uh, playing past. No doubt about that. All yeah, right. Let's sure. turn our- Thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right, let's turn our attention now to uh, what's going on today, and that's the Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's recap last night just quickly, and then we'll get to Friday's games. Uh, we had the New York Rangers beating the Pittsburgh Penguins 5-2. to two. Uh, This game treated me very well, except for the Rangers' first period puck line. That did not cash for me, but everything else did. We had the Rangers in regulation, Rangers team total, which was my favorite bet of that game, over three and a half. Uh, it ended up getting there, and of course the uh, five to two win over the uh, Penguins. And uh, look, I we said yesterday Louis Domingue would be a little more difficult now that he's starting. The Rangers have a better idea of his tendencies, maybe how to exploit them. Uh, and look, they did a good job. They got the win they needed, uh, and they even that series up at a game apiece. Uh, the Rangers still can't defend Crosby though, and that's a problem. Still, I know they won last night in spite of that, but Stefan, every time that Crosby, Gensel, and Rust. That top line has been out on the ice for them. They've had in, incredible pressure, unbelievable scoring chances, or they've scored a goal. Like the Rangers have not I mean, been able to contain them. I mean, look, it's still Sidney Crosby. He's still the best player in the world until he's dethroned. You know what I mean? You got to imagine he's going through a whole one regular of, season. one of still. Yeah. Well, look, it, during the regular season, I mean, until someone goes three Stanley Cups, you know, scoring the game-winning goal in the Olympics, like, I mean... At the end of the day, I, I think it would be great for hockey now to see one of the younger superstars kind of break out and have, like, you know, the season where they win and start a new dynasty with Alo Chicago and, um, you know, obviously L.A. with two wins over those, like, the past 12 years, whatever. Pittsburgh has three, um, you know, but it's Sidney Crosby. And at the end of the day, he's still the – like, if you wanted to win one game, I don't think that anyone wouldn't pick him. Yeah. So, All right. I mean yeah. – like he, come playoff time, you know he's going to turn on the Jets, and it's you know there's no tomorrow. And like it doesn't surprise me until the day you know he just doesn't do it anymore. But no, he's been brilliant. Jake Gensel's been phenomenal. Yeah, Ryan yeah, Rust like, has been the quiet man on that line, but still, I mean, he's had some chances. I mean, that line has been difficult for the Rangers to contain. Now I know mm-hmm. they're one-one, and they got the win last night, but. Look, Mike Sullivan's going to get last line change in Pittsburgh for game three and game four. And he's going to obviously put that Crosby unit out a lot, especially against uh, opposing defensemen, defensive pair and lines that he hopes, you know, are a little weaker defensively. You get that opportunity with the last line change. So look out. This is going to be a big test for the Rangers to contain at home where Gallant's got last line change. They didn't really do a great job of keeping them in check whatsoever. No, but I mean, look, I I think that, they were basically putting anyone against them, right? Like, it's not back in the days when they had Dubinsky in uh, in New York, and that's who they used to have shutting down Crosby, you know, like someone kind of being a pain in their ass. Um, I mean, uh, they're pretty – Pittsburgh's just a good team, too. They're well-coached. They play the same way that they always have. Like, come playoff time, it's like watching a Crosby tape for the past 14 years. He does the same thing, you know? I don't think there's anyone stopping him. It's just containing him. Yeah, exactly. You, can o- you can't stop him totally. You can only hope to contain him. And the uh, Rangers have to do a better job of that, clearly, uh, yeah. after the first two games of this series. Uh, last night, we also saw the uh, Florida Panthers. That was another uh, game that was good for me from a betting perspective. 5-1 for Florida. We had Florida first period puck line at cash. Florida team total over at cash in regulation. Uh, definitely, uh, we had some uh, good... Uh, you know, results there, uh, seeing Florida get the uh, job done uh, in that game. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how this uh, ends up playing out, but definitely a, a win that Florida needed. Uh, no question about that, uh, getting the victory uh, against mm-hmm. the uh, Washington Capitals last yeah. night. And to be honest, it was a weird game. They were getting outshot heavily early. Yeah, no, it was a weird game. Still managed to win at 5-1. And look, it was the leaders of the team that led the way. Barkov was amazing last night. Uh, Huberto, of course, uh, Marchment scores. Mason Marchment, Stefan, has been one of those players that I've been cashing in with goal score props. Have you? Plus 350, plus 400 prices because he flies really? under the radar. And he has just stepped up and been – he's had a breakout season for the Panthers. Mason Marchment, son of Brian. Yeah, yeah no, he. you know what? He's a good player. He's obviously really big also. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, no, see, that's interesting. I didn't even know that there were player prop bets where you're getting like 350, 400 on these type of guys, you know? Yeah. No, no doubt, and uh, definitely he, another goal for Marchment last night. Uh, a great night in net from Bobrovsky, and really a terrible night in net from Vanacek. And that's Vanacek. Vanacek was good mm-hmm. in Game 1 for Washington, and obviously not as good last night, and Florida gets the victory. The, yeah, the full game over lost in that game, which was frustrating because it was 5-1 uh, after the second period, and then it just ends 5-1. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, in the third period, it was a shutdown. Uh, and that's the thing with the third period over, Stefan, is that we want the third period overs usually um, when there, it's a two-goal game or a one-goal game, and the other team still feels they can come back. Yeah, exactly. Get like a five-one, like last night. You know, the other they, team yeah, too far behind, out. and the other and the team that's leading just says we're going to put it on shutdown. I actually, I actually had bet the draw in the third period, so I ended up doing pretty decent on that one. That's a good call. That's yeah. a good call. By I figured no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's a great call. It's a great call by you. And I want to mention, too, of all our guests, when we uh, got the confirmation, Stefan wanted to join us. Everybody was excited. Everybody was happy to do it. They said, well, I'm looking, we're all looking forward to the show, everyone we've reached out to. But Stefan saying, I want to learn more about this betting stuff and he, more than anybody. Like, he really does. And uh, he's uh, dabbling in it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I mean, obviously, I'm not in the NHL, so I'm completely allowed to, uh, you know, test the waters and, and have some fun with it. So I'm enjoying it so far right now. But yeah, I'm obviously like super interested in learning also. Absolutely. Well, we're here to help. And just like uh, hopefully we've helped our viewers and listeners over the years as well. But uh, average unit. Yeah, most of my bets are 250, 500 apiece. Uh, okay. Once in a while, we'll go up to 1K or 2K even when we really it's got to be something super strong. Mm-hmm. Something I'm really, really, really uh, you know, we're confident on, uh, no question about that. And look, you, you, I can't be the high volume better. I am and going, you know, a thousand, 2000, no, you can't. <laughs> can't do that. If you're going to be high volume, like I am, which is the style that works for me, you've got to keep the amount per wager, uh, smaller. Uh, yeah, exactly. What I do, uh, two, and sometimes, you know, because I'm high volume, uh, even though most of the bets are two fifty five hundred a piece, I could still end up with seven or eight K in play for one night, mm-hmm. especially if there's that's a lot it. of sports going on and a lot of uh, games on the, on tap. So uh, that's basically the way it goes. So there's the uh, answer to that question in the uh, chat. The rest of the night didn't treat me as well, uh, Stefan. I got to admit from a betting standpoint, uh, Colorado two to one win uh, over Nashville in overtime. And I actually thought it was going to be a situation where with Colorado, uh, they were going to drill this Nashville defense again. And certainly I didn't expect Connor Ingram to do what he did. And he deserves no, yeah. a shit ton of credit. Yeah, he uh, had Connor a great game. Ingram. He did. Didn't he look fantastic? I said on Twitter, Stefan, that it Connor Brodeur. It's not Connor Yeah, Ingram, well, listen, I mean, I, I read a thing yesterday that uh, McCarr had 20 shot attempts. You know, I can't tell you how many I saw Nate take also. Like, those are, uh, I mean, you know, sometimes you strike fire, though, you know, and I think goalies, like, a lot of it happens with momentum like that. When they're getting a lot of shots against it, it kind of keeps them, like, you know, really sharp and involved. So I think he had a really, really good game. And, I mean, obviously he gave them a chance to win. He's the the only reason that Nashville had a chance to win because it was complete domination. How the hell Colorado didn't score in the third period, especially when they had the power plays? I mean, it was everything except the puck going in. It was batshit crazy. It was insane. Like yeah, they had un- unbelievable all the chances they had, and the puck just would not go in. But give him credit. He played one hell of a game. The problem is they didn't win the game. Kale McCarr with the point shot in overtime to win it, and you lose yeah. just – you know, that was your game to steal one if you're Nashville. And now you're down 2 nothing. and now this kid who had to, you know, face 50 shots has got to come back tomorrow in Nashville. Colorado's probably – the book's out on him now. Right, Colorado kind of knows his tendencies now. How does this young kid follow up what he did last night in Game Three tomorrow in Music City, well, which I mean, is listen, be pretty much light, a must-win? Lightning doesn't usually strike in the same place twice, you yeah. know. So I don't, uh, I, I, I can't imagine that uh, you know he's going to have the solution for them like he did yesterday all over again. I mean, look, there were so many pucks that got like bounced behind guys, and like we're hitting shin pads right in front. Obviously, you know. Nashville is doing everything to stay alive, but I think Colorado is just a little too dominant. I mean, yesterday with the numbers, there was nothing to really bet on with them. Like, unless you bet for for Nashville, but did anyone yeah. believe Nashville was going to win? Like, 
Well, there's a few people that took them plus two and a half goals, plus three and a half goals. Uh, and I'll say this right now that, uh, you know, it kind of felt like they would have a better effort, but I don't know how much better the effort was though, because they still got badly outplayed, badly outshot. I mean, double shots, almost 51 to 26. Mm-hmm. They still didn't play that great. I mean, they're very fortunate that, uh, cause if, if Connor Ingram is anything less than spectacular last night, that game could have been six to one for Colorado or something similar to oh, what game sure. one was for sure. So it's not like they improved a whole lot, Nashville, in my opinion. They just got a goalie standing on his goddamn head. For, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, but he minutes. did. Let's see what he does in the third game now, right? Yeah, exactly. The bounce back game, tough loss. Colorado kind of has seen you enough now uh, that you know what to expect from this goalie tomorrow. So that's going to be the big question. Mm-hmm. And we'll not talk too much about this because it really it was just another dull, drabby playoff game, Dallas and Calgary, uh, except this time Dallas on the winning side. Uh, two to nothing. Again, it seems like one goal, two goals max, and you're going to be able to win games uh, in this series. It's just going to be tight checking, low scoring. Dallas said we can't open it up against Calgary. And Daryl Sutter, who's been coaching Stefan in the in the NHL for thirty yeah, for a long years, time, yeah, he has always been. He loves winning games two to one or one to nothing. He loves it. He doesn't give two. They asked him, are you concerned about the lack of production offensively from your team? One goal in two games after the loss last night. Do you know what he said? It's playoff hockey. It's just yeah, but he it. loves it. I mean, look, you, you can't question him. You obviously won yeah. a bunch of times with L.A. And then, you know, I know he's like, I mean, I like Calgary as a team. And I really think that they have like a chance to be like the team that comes out of the West. Um, last night, though, so the minus one and a half with like six minutes left in the game. Dallas is statistically actually a really, really bad empty net team. Yeah. So I ended up, I got a good one on that one too. Very good. <laughs> yeah. They've, you're right. There's a but lot of statistically. That... If you go look at it, they're really, really bad with the empty net. Yeah. Oh, t- tell Alex B. Smith that last year, uh, last, last year, they owned the lot. The, the, the only time they scored on the empty net was I think the one game they won in the finals. Yeah, that 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 sounds about right to me. And Alex B. Smith has always said for years, these teams seem to be worse at putting yeah. pucks into the empty net when they're uh, up by one and trying to protect the lead. Uh, and it's kind of true at times. And uh, I mean, now been, uh, now that I, I mean, I've kind of watched like that idea change in hockey. I mean, obviously, I'm not in the NHL, but uh, you know, nowadays people just really want you to have that like kind of killer instinct to take that shot at the empty net. So I think it's like, a, it's, it's actually like the simplest thing to take, you know, it used to be like the mentality was cross the red line. So there's no icing and then you're selfish, you know, if you take that shot. And I think that in the past like 10 years, that's completely changed where it's like, you know, if you have that killer instinct, you can end the game right here, right now, fucking fire the thing, you know? Yep. No, exactly. He's my and- French. No, that's, that's all right. We, 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 anything goes on this show, as you can clearly tell, listening to me for uh, a few minutes. But uh, yeah, no doubt it was a good uh, victory for Dallas. It was really game one, except Dallas got the first goal mm-hmm. and they hung on to the lead and they defended the lead. Whereas in game one, Calgary got the first goal and then they defended the lead. So uh, that was the difference. And it feels like two goals is going to be enough to win this, win games in this series. I mean, no. Who's going to be in a hurry to bet the under or the over, I should say, after the uh, first two games of this series? I mean, maybe the next one. Just do, do you buy into the, maybe the next one? Because now we're talking about change of venue. Yeah. And now one, one, maybe now you're going to see things just open up just a little bit. Or is, are we like, are we really going to see every game like one, nothing, two, nothing, two, one in this series? No, but you know what? I feel like in Calgary. Yeah. And then maybe in Dallas. No. You know, I feel like in the places it changes, like Calgary is a tight, hardcore city, you know, like everyone's going there. It's a blue collar place, right? Yeah. Like the mentality at the rink, like you'd obviously know it's just going to be like hard physical, like no space hockey. And like Dallas is a, it's different, you know, like, I mean, no, I, the weather's hot. Guys are going to be walking around in their shorts during the day. Like you'd be surprised, you know, you'd be surprised at how much that changes like people's mentality sometimes. I mean, obviously it's playoffs. I might be biting my tongue and, uh, you know, it's a two, one game again tomorrow, but you know, maybe, uh, maybe it ends up, uh, with a, with an easy over that, uh, that looks pretty hot and we can take it. But the thing is now the game one, I'll tell you from a value standpoint, there is something to some to people liking the over in this game, series tomorrow in Dallas, game three, because game one, the total was six. 
Okay. Up then it go down. Under. Game two, it was five and a half, but it was the, the minus 120 to the over. Now it's like plus 120 to the over, five and a half for game three. And it might even go down to five, you know, before the opening puck drops. So you're going to get, you are going to get value on the over in game three. Mm -hmm. No question about that. Now the question becomes, are these teams capable of getting to anything beyond a two to one or two nothing type of game? Well, look, that's the thing. Then it, that's when it starts to explode, right? Like I felt like yesterday I, it, it was tight because one goal, you know, he pulls the goalie with a minute and a half left. But, you know, if you're up 3-1, yep. then, you know, they score on the empty net. It, you know, there's a possibility it's a re-pull, you know? Like you were talking that two goals could potentially go in via empty net. Yep. Like if it's 2-1, if it's two one, then it's 3-1. Like it could go to 4-1 right there. Of course, because everyone five. pulls the goalie now. Everyone's going to pull it. That's what I mean. So, you know, there's realistically, like, that's why the, there's value in taking those just because, you know, how often is it going to end up being just two to one where, you know, they or one nothing? Yep, there's no question. And uh, so it, interesting. I think you want to see, before I just jump on and anything uh, with an over with Dallas and Calgary, I would watch the beginning of game three, see how it starts out. Is the pace any better? Are they maybe a few more rush chances? Chances mm -hmm. off the rush, a few more, you know, you know, trading scoring chances, which really we haven't seen much so far in the first two games of that series. And then maybe if we see a little bit more pace, we'll be uh, interested in a live over. All right. So that was last night. Let's turn our attention to tonight and how we're going to approach these four games tonight from a betting perspective for this Friday card. We'll start with Carolina and Boston. We've got Boston minus 140 home favorites here at TD Garden. Uh, five and a half the total. Of course, Carolina leading this series uh, by a score of uh, two nothing. Of course, and uh, this becomes obviously a, a must for the uh, Boston Bruins. Uh, there is no question about that. They lose this game. Uh, it is over. It might already be over, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but it's definitely over for them if they don't win Game Three tonight. I do expect the first twenty minutes Boston to be, you know, jumping out of their skates. You know, yeah. I expect that early, and a lot of times. We've talked about this the last few years. I believe this is our, what, fifth year, fifth full season of the Ice Guys show. And I think in every playoff season on this show, we've talked about these spots where the team's down 2 nothing. They go back home for game three, uh, and they need a big response. And I think you're going to probably see that early in the game tonight uh, from the uh, Boston Bruins, no question about that. Um, and I think you'll see them, again, start strong carry the play they did carry the play early in game one against carolina but they just couldn't put the puck in the net against uh anti ronta who was very good of course ronta gets hurt in game two yeah. uh and left the game and he is obviously uh, not available tonight for the uh, hurricanes and so they go back to the young russian Pyotr kochetkov who's going to be uh, back in net tonight for them and i was impressed Stefan, with his game uh in game yeah. two coming in cold making the big saves. He had to make some real tough stops. And what I like about him is his competitive nature. I mean, Brad Marchand ru almost runs him, bumps into him, and Kochekov's giving him the fucking business. Man, right? no, those were, those, yeah, I love those it. Russia, those Russian goalies, man, they don't give up. They don't, like, they're, they're also, like, I mean, the ones I've played with, I'm not generalizing, but, you know, they get out of their crease and they'll, they'll slash you and you know that I had a good I had a good laugh at that yesterday. I mean, look, the other crazy stat I saw is how many guys are on like you know below million dollar contracts as goalies that are starting in the playoffs right now. I think there's like six of them. So yeah, it, I mean, any of these guys that end up going in and you know popping in a good game, like it's uh, I mean, right now goalies goalies the the positions improved so much over the past ten years that every guy coming in is also is, is a stud almost also right. Yeah, even Connor Ingram, who we talked about last night. Look, he comes He's in. He's in and the East does Coast that. two years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know? And these guys are only making six figures. Most of these goals, they had a. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's goals. what I saw. Yeah. It. There's like six of them that are like at seven hundred and fifty thousand, yep. which is like crazy considering you know how much some teams are paying versus other ones, right? Yeah, no, it's crazy. But of course, because of necessity and injuries, uh, they've had to put these guys in uh, mm -hmm. in in between the pipes. Uh, and mm -hmm. as a result, they, they've definitely been uh, it's been a struggle, uh, you know, for some of these teams to try to compensate with these uh, younger goalies. Although some of them have yeah. risen to the occasion like Ingram and a Kochetkov was good, I thought, in game two. So, you know, when I look at this game here, I think Boston early is a good play. I, I do like Boston plus 115 plus 110 in the first period uh, in this game. But here's the problem. I think Boston could have that big, strong start. And even if they're up by one, which is what I'm hoping, I might come back and bet Carolina live because I find as these games have gone on, 
Carolina's gotten better. They've gotten stronger. They are, I th- and I also think they're the faster and deeper team than Boston. Yeah, I think they're scaring Carolina. Boston too. Yeah, with those yep. hits the other day, Svechnikov, all these guys like Grizzlick didn't want to go into the corner and get the puck first at one point. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, There's I no- just it's hard to count out the big bad Bruins though, and, and Patrice and uh, and Brad Marchand. You know, like those guys are winners through and through, and it's like it's tough for me to like imagine. But I I kind of agree with you that the first period that's like really strong. That's the good one on Boston. Uh, and if they're up after the first period, I'm, I'm interested in Carolina live to come back and win the game because I, I do think that could still happen. I mean, when mm-hmm. I look at Boston tonight, I still am worried with no Lindholm, with McAvoy. McAvoy's playing, but I don't know if he's at 100%. He was laboring a bit in game two. He's paired with Mike Riley, Matt Grizzlick, Brandon Carlo, Forbert, and Clifton. I mean, that six cannot match Carolina's six on the blue line mm-hmm. with Slavin and D'Angelo and Shea and Pesci. I mean, they're a third pair. Stefan is Ian Cole, a play a veteran defenseman who's pretty solid, and Brendan Smith, who's a physical, rugged defenseman. Yeah. That's a good third pair. That is a know, really good third pair. Really I mean, it looks good. like they're having fun playing hockey over there too, right? They're all young yeah. guys. They're all motivated. Like that's what I'm saying, though. Like, you know, it's kind of the young versus the old. Finally, where you've seen like, you know, like Ovechkin, Crosby. These guys are in their late 30s, and and you know they've been winning for years. You know, Taves. You know, it's 12 years of the same guys winning, you know, and it's time for like the Matthews, McKinnon, you know, McDavid, like one of these guys to take the next crown, you know. So, I mean, Carolina is one of those teams that doesn't get talked about all the time, but they have like a very, very good young core of players like with Ajo, Svechnikov, you know, uh, D'Angelo. I played with him in uh, in uh, Phoenix, but, you know, he's a hell of a player like he's a, he's a, he's a character, but he's a hell of a player like. You know, these guys have a really, really, really good lineup of young, great hockey players. So, uh, you know, it's it's not going to be long to see. Well, I mean, we are seeing now how good they are. We definitely are. And Bergeron has been the one Bruin that's been great, in my opinion, in this yeah, he's series. He's the best two-way player in the NHL. I mean, he is. That, that, I guy, mean, that guy's a winner through and through. So He is. He's been the number one two-way player in the NHL for years, if ten, not a decade years. now. But that's what I mean. And now it's crazy, right? Because you got to think that all the wars that we've been seeing of teams winning, it's Crosby. So it's it's been Pittsburgh, Washington, Boston, you know, L.A., Chicago and now it's like you know you're seeing these new young guys come in and and it's you know it's crazy to wait and see that, that how like you know maybe Carolina is maybe they just push past Boston now I don't know I think I think there's a chance they come back and win tonight and take yeah. a three nothing seriously so my approach I'll I'll, make, I'll confirm it right now finalize it final answer is going to be I am on Boston in the first period and I'm going to be looking at Carolina after that in a live mm-hmm. bet if it plays out the way I do obviously if Carolina you know t- is you know wins the first period or even you know tied in the first period if Boston is tied or losing after the first period they're in some big time horseshit yeah. <laughs> big time shit they're in big yeah. time trouble uh, in this uh, game and in this series they've got to assert themselves early tonight you know they have last line change that's going to help Bruce Cassidy a little bit get the matchups he wants uh, on the ice, uh, but there's no question Boston's got to have a strong start. I think they will. I mean, there's just too much uh, veteran experience and leadership, mm-hmm. I think, to not, for them not to come out strong. But I think Carolina's live to come back as well. So it's Boston first period, Carolina live for me. As far as props go, I'm going back to Seth Jarvis because he's always dangerous. He's still playing on that top line uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I just look at him from That's a prop Jarvis. standpoint. For Boston, why not go back to Bergeron to score a goal, to register a point? Over shots on goal continues to cash time and time again. He's had 12 shots on goal. Stefan in the first two games, five shots and seven shots, and it's only over three and a half shots on. Okay, goal. so then he's gonna go. Okay, then he's gonna get over three and a half for sure. Yep, no doubt about that. Uh, Andrews yeah. mentioned that on the show this week, so you know it's hard to deny that prop. No question about that. It just keeps on uh, cashing, and I'm seeing it right now with Bergeron. Yeah, it's over three and a half minus one forty. I mean, he's five and seven in the first two games for shots on goal. It's hard mm-hmm. not to take that. So Stefan, what are your final thoughts here? Game three, Carolina, Boston. Uh, man, you know what? It's tough, but I think Carolina is going to win. I think it might be a year where they pull it, but I agree with exactly what you're doing for the time being right now. I think 
starting the game, maybe with the Bruins coming out with like some big energy in the first period, like, you know, first 10 minutes, first 20 minutes, they'll come out swinging, but maybe Carolina is going to be too much for them to win the game. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you there. I mean, I do think uh, I, I like I like the Boston first period bet, but I'm not sure I, I fully trust them after that because we've seen Carolina each game in this series. They get better second period and they are a second period, third period team. You know, we've seen them. They've been really good in those two periods in this series. So that's why that first period is vital uh, for the Bruins tonight. Uh, in that one. All right. Next up, we've got Toronto and Tampa hey, Bay. This is game three of this series. Bad. Yeah. One, one uh, here in this series, Tampa Bay minus minus one twenty. Uh, home favorite six and a half, the total uh, in this game. So I went and looked because I was curious because to be honest with you, if you watched game two, which Tampa Bay won, much of their damage was on the power play yeah. in that game. You know, their power play came to life. Toronto couldn't stay out of the penalty box. It's something that the Leaf players were openly discussing prior to tonight's game that we got to stay out of the damn box. You know, we yeah. cannot give Tampa Bay uh, these many uh, power plays and expect to beat them here uh, in the playoffs. So what I did, courtesy of Natural Stat Trick, a great website that I use daily, is I wanted to see who's had the advantage in this series uh, from a five-on-five perspective. You know, who has had the better of it in terms of five-on-five play uh, so far uh, in this uh, series? Uh, and when you look at it, when you look at the power play numbers, there's definitely been an advantage to Tampa. But Toronto's been very good, slightly better than T Tampa, five-on-five five, uh, in this yeah. series. So I think, and this has me pulling toward the Leafs tonight uh, in Game 3. And we saw the Leafs beat Tampa 6-2 to two last month yeah. in Tampa Bay. Now, obviously, Tampa remembered that, and then they crushed Toronto in the final regular season game, but there was no Austin Matthews on the ice. No, Eric no Shalgren, Yeah, Eric Shalgren was in net two, Stefan, instead of Jack Campbell. Uh, so there was definitely – and I, I just think it's one of those series where I don't want to hear too much about uh, – Toronto's failures in the past are well-documented. They have not won a playoff series since 2004. We've said multiple times on the show, Stefan, that Toronto hasn't won a playoff series since high-definition television has been around. That's how long it's been. MySpace was the dominant social media platform the last time the Toronto Maple Leafs won a playoff series. I don't know, man. How about Tom, that? Tom, Tom was there. He was waving at us. Yeah, he was. I think so. Yeah, Tom from MySpace. Yeah, back Tom from day. MySpace. I'm the, the original Mark friend. Zuckerberg. Yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's how long it's been. Yeah, it's easy to make fun of the Leafs for that, but we've done that enough. But that shouldn't be held against this team. No, I you know? and you know what? I don't hold it against them. Look, it's so hard to win, and that's what I'm saying. Is like all these guys have had to go, like, you know, it's not it wasn't so much that Matthews and them like Matthews was losing to Bergeron and Marchand. You get it? Like like, that's the way that it's been. Like, none of these young guys have been able to pass through these veterans that are standing in front of them. And that's why I'm saying, like, see, the, the problem with these two right now is, like, Tampa to me is, is a team that's, like, a blend of it. They, they're not, like, they don't rely on just, like, one group of people to score. And I saw this crazy stat that, uh, what's his name? The goalie is, like, 50, if, he if, he if he lost a game, it would be 15 games after that he won in a row in the playoffs. Yep. So he loses one, and now Vasilevsky, you know, he is a top goalie in the league, and you never know. You know what I mean? Like, it's I, I want to lean towards the Leafs, too, because I'd love to see Canadian teams in the finals, and that's no offense to, to, to Tampa. Obviously, like, I love their team, too. I love the way they're built. Like, I'm friends with Alex Kalorn and a couple other guys. Like, I used to train with their strength trainer. They're, you know, they're an excellently ran organization, but... I mean, I actually got traded to Tampa at one point, but I completely forgot about that. But they're, like, super well-run. I'm just, like, I'd like to see, you know, Florida play against, like, Toronto in the finals, you know? Like, in the in the conference finals. I, I don't yeah, know about today's game, though. Like, I, I can't I, – who do you – who are you picking to win in this one? I, I'm going to – I'm going to – for better or worse, I'm going to go with the Leafs here. Uh, I think it's good situation. It's plus 100. Let's not forget, too, the Leafs played pretty good road hockey uh, late yeah, in do. the season. They really did. I mean, their road record, I, I'm going to take a look here what their uh, road record was, but pretty good uh, down the uh, stretch of the uh, season. Yeah, I'm seeing, by the way, 11-5 and five 
for the Leafs, their last 16 versus a team with a winning record on the road. So, you know, they have definitely, you know, been able to step up on the highway, you know, in tough environments uh, and be able to uh, get the job done. Uh, yeah. And I think that's a potential here tonight against this uh, Tampa Bay. Again, I think it's going to be very back and forth series. I think you could go a long way just backing the uh, loser of the previous game. I think this is the most difficult game for me to handicap. Yeah, me too. Because in game one, Steph and I love Toronto because they got embarrassed by Tampa in the final game of the regular season. Yeah. They were at home. They hear the critics saying, oh, every year you lose in the first round. It was important for yeah, them. Yeah, they to came out with a fire in their ass. They did, and they buried Tampa in game one. But then that was Tampa's wake-up call, and I came back with the lightning in game two saying, hey, now it's Tampa's turn to respond uh, and be better. Uh, and they were, uh, and they won game two, and they tied the series. Now I think Toronto makes their adjustments. They've shown the ability to win in Tampa Bay. They know that if they keep themselves out of the box, and I think they work overtime to do that. There's not one player that didn't say, hey, stay out of the box after game two. We give ourselves a better chance. And if they do that, their five-on-five play has been even slightly better than Tampa Bay so far uh, in this series. So, well, they made some roster changes also, right? Yep. Give me the Leafs here, plus 100. A total-wise, we had under in game one. We had over in game two. It kind of feels like this could be a little bit more tighter, lower scoring, but I ain't going to bet it. I'm just going to stick to the side here. I'm going to go with the Leafs here at even money. With Stefan, what do you think? You know, I, you know what? I'm going to go with you also. All right, going so to go with you. Yeah, I'm fine. Right. I'm on. I'm on the same as you. I mean, my heart's telling me that Tampa's going to win, but I'd like to see the Leafs win. Yeah, I, I, I just think it's uh, when you look at this year, and the stats really is what pulled me in the Leafs' direction as well. Here, when I see their five-on-five play has been slightly better than Tampa, which makes sense. Tampa, mm. Most of Tampa's goals in Game Two were on the power play, and five-on-five, five, I found the Leafs were still swarming Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. You know, five-on-five, uh, five, they were getting a bunch of good looks at Andre Vasilevsky. And look, Vasilevsky had one of his classic performances after a playoff loss. That's why exactly. he won eighteen in a row after a playoff loss. It's not like Toronto right. played like shit, didn't get any, didn't nope. generate anything. He just nope. made the big saves. Well, he's arguably the best goalie in the league. I mean, I, I, he's not even our. I mean, Carey Price or him, Carey hasn't played. It's you know, it's Andre Vasilevsky, the best goaltender in the NHL right now. So, yeah, and he's and he proved that. There's no question about. Oh, props by the way. Before we get to the next game, uh, I'm just sticking with uh, probably the same group of players. I I have to take Michael Bunting. Because on the road is where he scored most of his goals. Yeah, okay. now, he got a goal in game two at home, but most of his goals have been on the road. He's a must-player prop bet for me tonight for okay. the Leafs to, go, to score a goal and to get a point. Uh, Ilya Mikheyev as well. He remains dangerous uh, for the Leafs. Alex Kerfoot. Jason Spezza. Sprinkle a couple bucks on him maybe to score. He's back in the lineup tonight after not playing in the first two games uh, of this series. You watch him. He's going to be, I think, uh, around the net. And I think he's going to end up having some chances after being a healthy scratch uh, for the first two games. Yeah. Uh, and let's not forget with Jason Spezza, he scored in the playoffs, I think, last year. A couple of big goals for the Leafs as well against Montreal. He's a big-time player, you know. Like, whenever yeah. he comes into the lineup, he finds a way to score. I feel, like, I feel like he'll be able to do something tonight. I like that bet. Yeah. And Tampa, it's going to be... Stamkos, I think, is good because you know he, he is good. He's had a bunch of chances. I like the idea of taking Nick Paul and Ross Colton and what's, Brandon. What's Hagel. Verhag at? Is there value in Verhag? Oh, he plays for Florida. Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. There you go. That's okay. Brain farts are allowed. I have them sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Carter Verhag. Flor- he used to play with Tampa. Yeah, that's yeah. Why no, that's that. why I have it mixed yeah. up. I'm sorry. He came to Florida from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. All right, Minnesota, St. Louis. Uh, we've got the Wild and the Blues. Uh, St. Louis minus one twenty home favorites here, six and a half the total. This is kind of like my Toronto Tampa Bay uh, opinion. I just think it's back and forth. It's a zigzag series. And to be honest with you, the Wild are worse on the road than the Blues are. So yeah. I have my doubts that the Wild are going to win two in a row. I like St. Louis here tonight, minus 120. Even though I like Minnesota in the series, I've mapped it out where I think St. Louis is going to win tonight. I think Minnesota is going to bounce back in game four. Then Minnesota is going to win game five at home as well. St. Louis will win game six at home, and Minnesota will win in seven. That's what I'm hoping Wow. Okay. this series. Because I got Minnesota in seven and the series to go seven as bets before the series started. So I'm ho- hoping that is how it uh, plays out. But I like the Blues tonight. 
minus 120. They've been great at home. They got ambushed by the Wild. It was a uh, game they got behind big early. I think they were down 4 nothing early in the second mm-hmm. period. Minnesota played that game like if they lost it, their season was over, which essentially it probably would have been because yeah. going down 2 nothing with a mediocre road record and now playing St. Louis tonight would have been very difficult for them. Uh, but yeah. uh, Minnesota gets the 6-2 win. I think this is the blue spot here to return uh, and bounce back and be a lot better, uh, a lot sharper. Same with uh, Billy Huso and Nett as well uh, for the uh, Blues tonight in this game. Uh, it hasn't been confirmed who's it. Now it is Flurry. Of course it's going to be Flurry. No question. Yeah, of course about it that. is. Uh, just the official confirmation hadn't gone there yet. So I'm going to keep it simple here. Blues minus 120. And I ain't betting an under in this series because you've seen a lot of you know pace. You've seen a lot of scoring. And you've seen a lot of penalties in this series so far and both game one and game two. Oh yeah. Go ahead. If you got it. No, no, sorry. I heard you. I heard you. Yeah, no problem. Um, Yeah. So you've seen a lot of penalties in this series, the first two games. I'm not necessarily sure that is going to change tonight uh, here in this uh, matchup against the uh, blues tonight, but uh, I think we're going to end up seeing uh, over uh, the total once again here tonight with the uh, wild and the blues. So I like the over as well. And I like St. Louis here, uh, minus 120 tonight at home to uh, bounce back after uh, a rough game two in Minnesota the other night. What do you yeah. think here, Stefan? Yeah, with, uh, I mean, look, I think, Gloria, I think Gloria will be playing at the end of the game today. I don't know if that's what they're still playing in St. Louis, but, uh, you know, it's uh, – I think going back over there, they're a confident team. I mean, they went, what, 12 – they're like 12 or 13, one and one in their last 14 games. Or twelve zero and one or something like that going into the playoffs. I think they have a lot of steam behind them. I think that they'll uh, they'll come out big at home. So I'm pretty. I'm I'm. I think that St. Louis will do. You know, they'll get the job done today. I mean, what are your player prop ideas? Um, player props for me for St. Louis. I mean, it's it's basically that's the thing with playoff series. You basically bet the same group of players in, in most yeah. games because you're just playing the same teams over and over again. And for me. I mean, David Perron has to be on your list for St. Yeah. Louis. What he's doing is remarkable right now. T- Tarasenko, Booch, I mean, take your pick because there's like nine different forwards, Stefan, that can beat you on St. Louis. They can put the puck in the net. They no, that's it. They have, like, they have 620 goal scorers, no? They do. Yeah, they do. And they have three lines that can all come after it uh, in waves. Uh, and Minnesota's got a bit of that too. But for, for Minnesota, I think this is a Ryan Hartman game wow, for the okay, Minnesota cool. on the road it's going to be a little bit tougher to score like you're not look you're in St. Louis now I think it's going to be a little bit tougher to pull off some of those big time skill plays yeah, in okay. a game like this so I think Minnesota's goals St. Louis they're going to get their skill game going they're, you know I think their upper echelon top level skill uh, players up front are going to be the ones to really mm-hmm. uh, end up uh, carrying the game for uh, St. Louis here. And I think they'll get a few more calls as well in this game, the Blues, too, being at home. And, of course, their power play is lethal. But yeah. for Minnesota, I think it's going to be Ryan Hartman, and I think it's gonna. I think you're going to see a Marcus Foligno sighting offensively. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, I'm thinking a little outside the box here. Now, if you want uh, to pick instead of Erickson, Instead of Erickson Eck or whatever his name is? No, I think you got to take him too because he goes to the net and he obviously had a couple goals. And I, sometimes some players are just hot against certain teams, man. He's got what four goals in his last? No, he's got no. The last one went offside, so yeah, he's yep. only got four goals in his last two games. Only, only he's got he's only, only got four, two, four. No, you got to take him. You absolutely have to take Erickson Eck, no question. But for me, for Minnesota, outside of Erickson Eck, like I'm not saying Kaprizov and Boldy uh, and uh, Fiala. Can't Fiala's been good. It's hard to leave him off your prop list too. Fiala's just been remark incredible. But I would go with Erickson Eck, and I would go with Marcus Foligno and Ryan Hartman because I think nice. if they're going to be if they're going to score goals tonight, they're going to have to do it by crashing the net, yeah. getting to the blue paint, getting to the crease, and those are the guys that are do it for the Minnesota Wild. Nice. That's my thought there. No, I I like that. Yeah. 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 I I, I I I agree with you actually. Yeah. What, what I, kind of bet are you putting on these? Uh, the prop bets are smaller. Like they're obviously not two fifty, five hundred, yeah, yeah. like fifty to a hundred. Okay, in that range, much smaller. But good payouts. Like if you hit a couple no, goals, that's it. Some of them prop, are ten to one, to fifteen to one, though. Yeah, most of them. Like you, you get most of these guys in the plus two fifty, plus three hundred. Some of them, really, uh, plus three fifty, and you can. That's why even though you're betting a, a smaller amount on the props, then 
the sides and the totals. You hit just a couple, and you can yeah, be prop- dynamite. Like you could be two and six with goal score prop bets, and yet still be up money, make money yeah. because of the price you get uh, yeah. with some of them. And that's always what I look for. You know, bet maybe five or six, and hopefully just even if we just hit two of them, three yeah, of them, yeah. you know, we're going to end up profitable. Yep. All right, so there we go. Blues for me. How about you? Blues or wild for you? Blues? blues. All right. Liking the blues. All right. Minus nah, one. We're, we're not arguing about our picks so far. All right. That's good. Well, that's hopefully that's a good thing. Nah, How about this last be- game? Uh, final game here for Friday, uh, Stefan. Game three, Western Conference first round. Uh, Edmonton Oilers, Los Angeles Kings. Edmonton minus 140. Uh, road favorites, uh, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to take it, but I'm I'm leaning strongly to the Oilers here. Uh, even like yeah, this is one time where I'm, yeah, this is one time where, you know, I think this is one time where I think the the the, the zigzag's not going to work. I think Edmonton really, you know, the the game one was kind of a wake up call. I don't know what it was, but they were just never really dialed in from the beginning. The Kings outshot them eight nothing, and the King the Oilers really didn't play a great game one, and no. yet they were tied in the third and really starting to push the play and take it to the Kings. And then we saw, of course, the giveaway by Mike Smith, horrible giveaway right up the middle of the ice. It ended up happening. And then they got the go ahead goal. And then Edmonton came out in game two. And even though it was scoreless after the first, they had a good first period and they just rolled after that. And I think they get momentum from that and they can go on the road. I think they slapped them to be honest with you. I'll take just the win because I'll probably just go yeah. money line, play it safe, minus 140 uh, in this. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Oilers are going to carry that momentum forward. I mean, that was an impressive game one. Mike Smith got his mojo back. Uh, yeah, exactly. And really, uh, he didn't play horrible in game one. It was just outside of the giveaway. Yeah. that it, it made it look really bad. But mm-hmm. game two, he was terrific. And he took a bullet, uh, you know, for the team in game after game one, saying that was on me. I made that giveaway. I can't make that play. We lost because of this, and it's on no, me. Mike Smith. Dad. Mike Smith is the man. Yeah, like he's actually he's actually the man. So, I mean, I was with him in Phoenix whenever uh, I was there, and like he's uh you know he's one of those guys who will wear something like that. He's a leader as a goalie, you know. Which sometimes you have goalies that kind of do their own thing, but Mike Smith is uh he's a stand up character. Yeah, definitely. Mike Smith, uh, and and I knew the players would rally around what he said because he's like, hey, he's, he's taking responsibility, and we love him for that. And I knew they'd play hard for him in game two, and he'd want to make amends and atone for what happened yeah. in game one. And that's exactly what happened. And look, this uh, Edmonton team, by the way, I think it's worth saying, too, this is another team that on the road, they played damn good hockey uh, late in the season as well. You know, going into L.A., you know, I think they could probably go in there and, ha- and have some success. Let's not forget the, uh, uh, you know, the last time they played in L.A. Uh, at the end of the regular season. In fact, each of the last three meetings in the regular season uh, between the Oilers and the Kings, including the two regular season meetings this year, Stefan, between them, uh, Edmonton won in L.A. 5-2 on February 15, and then Edmonton won 3-2 in L.A. April the 7th. No, I, I think Edmonton's going to win. Yep. They have shown the ability to win in L.A. You know, you saw Evander Kane, Kyler Yamamoto, Zach Hyman, the supporting cast, give Leon and Connor support. And when that happens, it just takes the Oilers to a completely different level. Yeah. Uh, and for L.A., look, I like Kopitar. And, I, and and look, they've gotten more out of these Jordan Spence, Mikey Anderson, younger defensemen so far. Sean Dursey's going to be a good one. There's no yeah. question. They're going to be good defensemen for a long time. But I think, you know, the longer the series goes, you could see them start to look like young defensemen at times, make a few. Well, that's how that's mistakes. how it always works. You know, that's yeah. been not, that's also been the issue with uh, with the Oilers defense for the past couple of years. Also, you know, and now you see guys like Darnell Nurse came into his own. I mean, there's some of these guys that are bona fide studs now, you know, and uh, it's cool to have seen them do it kind of internally. It, it has been. There's no question. So just in terms of props, too, I mean, I'm sticking to the same players I've been backing in this series for Edmonton. Kane, Yamamoto. You can go with Connor and Leon. There's nothing wrong with that, but I look for a little better value. You get that with Evander Kane. You get that with Kyler Yamamoto. And Warren Fogle. I'm going to stick to what, you're taking Fogle? Warren Fogle because he scored big oh, yeah. goals in Carolina. He didn't score the other night, but he hit the post. I remember the shot. He hit the post. He had Jonathan okay. Quick beat. 
and he hit the post, and he was that close to scoring. I'm telling you, Warren Fogle, guys, for the Edmonton Oilers, is going to get a goddamn goal before okay. this series ends. I will, I will put that down and write uh, uh, right I'll now. I'll do it too. I'll do it too, just because you're saying so. If you you seem really passionate about it, so I'll go with you. Yeah, it's because he's one of those players that elevates at playoff time. He gets chances. He gets opportunities. And I know he's down in the bottom six forward group, but I think you're going to continue to see him get opportunities. Look, he had four shots on goal uh, against the Kings in that 6 nothing game. So he had chances. One of those shots hit the post. One of uh, ten I, goes in, buddy. That's it. You just got to play the law of averages. If a good goalie stops one of nine shots, if you take ten shots as a player, that's like – my rule for it, if you take 10 shots, one will go in, you know, or if you take nine, let's say you don't have one on 20, let's then eight, 19 and 20, you might get two goals, you know, it always evens out to about 10%. Yeah, so if no you question. got four shots, then you know what? The law of averages is on his side today, buddy. I think you're doing a, I think it's actually a good call. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, so th I, that's what I'm looking at here uh, in that game uh, with Edmonton LA. Is Edmonton minus 140? As far as the total goes, I don't have a strong take on it. Six and a half. We had one under. We had one over uh, so far in this series. The last game stayed under barely. Six goals, none for LA, but it barely stayed under. Uh, game one obviously was way more of an up and down pace type of game than I expected, and it went over the total, but. You know, I'd lean. I'd still lean under. I think at six and a halves in this series, I'd still lean under before over with these yeah. two teams, especially with Mike Smith getting his mojo back and playing a getting his confidence back, playing well again like he did most of the final month of the regular season. Mm -hmm. So I lean to the under, and I like uh, Edmonton minus one forty. And I forgot to mention Toronto, Tampa Bay. I like in the first period both teams to score. That's been a bet that I've liked okay, to nice. go to quite a bit. You get a plus one fifty or so usually with that. Both teams to score, first period, Leafs and Lightning. I do like that in that game. In this one here, Edmonton minus 140. Props, I like Yamamoto, Kane, and uh, Fogel for the Oilers. For the Kings, I'd probably go with Kempe. Kempe back home is very dangerous. Nice. Adrian Kempe might be the guy to target for the Kings along with Trevor Moore. Uh, so, Stefan, what are your final thoughts here with the Oilers and Kings? Yeah, well, you know what? I think the Edmonton Oilers are going to win. Uh, obviously... You know they have the they have the two best or top point getters in the whole league, and you know they could also pop off any day. I I I would be surprised, you know, if they finish with the five goals or six goals that they had today, well last game, and you know, Mike Smith gets solved once or twice. So I'm gonna probably pick uh, Edmonton in the over, to be honest. So I'm that's like the first one that I'm gonna have to go the other way. So uh, there you go, uh, Edmonton uh, liking the over though. Uh, in this game with the uh, six and a half to Stefan here in this one. Yeah. No, you know, how often is Mike, Mike Smith going to hold 120 minutes of shutout? You know what I mean? And, you know, if all of a sudden now, you know, last game, you know, McDavid and yeah. uh, Dreisaitl had some relief, you know, from other guys scoring. But, you know, today they might come back and get four. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. And by the way, it's, it's, it is true there's some injuries on the blue line. Uh, Letty, Bortuzzo, and Scandella. We didn't mention that for St. Wow. Louis. That's that's a concern, but uh, that's actually a concern. Yeah, of course it is. A cl cluster to cluster injuries on the blue line. We always say that's sometimes concerning. So you're going to see Pareko, Mikola, Krug, Falk, Callie Rosen, and Steven Santini. It looks like your six defensemen tonight uh, for the uh, St. Louis Blues. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, how they make a uh, do with that. But uh, no, there's no doubt. I mean, that's uh. That's something to watch out for tonight. That's, I think it's better for the over because I always say cluster injuries on the blue line. As someone that played, Stefan, you agree with that. Like when there's cluster injuries on the blue line, communication sometimes breaks down and that's oh, usually uh, good for offense. There's usually, yeah, there's usually, a, you know, a breakdown, whether it's like, you know, usually, usually, you know, through the organization, everyone's kind of doing the exact yep. same system so that, you know, when, when you go up to the next level, let's say you're an American League guy, like if there's three guys out, an American League guy's probably getting called up from Springfield today. Um, you know, usually they use the same language, whether that's like, you know, over or, uh, you know, some people use like a dink system now where people don't exactly go to like the opposite ends of the blue line. So, yep. uh you know, usually the you know the language is the same within the organization, so it makes it a little easier. But I can tell I can tell you that most of the time, you know, every time someone's gotten called up or I've watched someone get called up, you know, usually there's a hiccup that causes you know, and and then and in the playoffs, that's all you need to get a goal scored against, right? So, um, you know, it wouldn't be uh, it. 
I wouldn't be surprised if a puck goes into the corner and it just bumps the wrong way, right? Because someone said the wrong thing or, you know, the communication part of it's huge. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, you if you cycle the puck back or if you pass the puck back to your defenseman or if you're going to start the breakout, start the zone exit, uh, and one player thinks you're doing something, uh, and you think you're doing something else, that's when problems happen. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. In the playoffs, it just takes one one bad thing to happen. So, I mean, if all three of those guys are sitting, it might be, I might be swinging the other way. Yeah, I, well, I, I'm I'm going to stick to the Blues, but it is concerning. It's 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 turning like I already I already actually like the over more than the Blues to be honest mm-hmm. uh, in that game, and and I'm sticking with that. So it's it's going to be more for me on the over than the Blues. Okay. That, but at the same time, I, I honestly don't have that utmost faith in Minnesota on the road against the great teams at times. Yeah. I really don't. And that's, you know, in theory, they should be able to score. In theory, there's an opportunity for them to really get that offense going tonight against the Blues with the three defensemen out. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, they're not always easy to trust on the road against great teams. And I'll say this right now. If Minnesota wins tonight, which they could, obviously, uh, I'm not sure they will, but if they do, win tonight minnesota that's going to really set up i think a strong strong situation with the blues in game four yeah especially if they get some of those blue liners back yeah because they can't go down 3-1 to minnesota that's if they lose tonight they can't go down 3-1 to minnesota going back to uh minnesota for game five so that will be a big big that'll be one of my stronger playoff opinions probably st louis four if they lose tonight uh, in game three that's how I see it for sure. All right, great stuff. Uh, that is the Friday card. Uh, we'll talk about Florida, Washington tomorrow. It's 1 p.m., but we're on at noon Eastern tomorrow, our Saturday show. Remember remember that our, our weekend Ice Guys shows are at noon Eastern. Uh, so that means we will be talking about that game before it starts. So we will talk about that game tomorrow. Someone was asking about Florida, Washington. So save that for tomorrow. Uh, Florida, Washington. Uh, and by the way, tomorrow we'll have Travis White as my our special guest. Played years in the uh, professionally ECHL and, and other places uh, overseas as well. And we'll have our weekend uh, warrior on the Ice Guys crew, Vito uh, Renus Vitalins from Latvia, uh, joining us as well tomorrow uh, on the Ice Guys show to break down the Saturday game. So we're looking forward to that. But great stuff with our guest, Stephen Fournier, today. Happy to have him. Maybe we'll have him back uh, later on. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I appreciate it a lot. You know, I'm probably going to get on my uh, get on my apps now and put in the bets that we just spoke about. And then, uh, you know, I'll follow along and uh, hopefully we end up winning together. And then I'll definitely be back on here, buddy. <laughs> it was yeah, a pleasure, absolutely. though. Thank you. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. No, awesome stuff. A great uh, show. Great energy. You're like me. High energy. That's good. Uh, yeah, good for the show. All right, before we wrap it up with best bets in just a second, a reminder, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. Uh, new customers bet just $1 on any NHL team. You can win $150 in free bets if they win. Uh, if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in the DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. Best bets to wrap it up for this Friday edition of the Ice Guys Show. Uh, Stefan, we will start with you. What do you like for your best bet? Oh, man. Edmonton. There you go. Edmonton. Edmonton. Uh, follow up. Just a little win. analysis. Little re- it's, this is the best bet segment, my friend. You don't just say Edmonton. You got to say a little, hey, why do I like Edmonton? Oh, okay. <laughs> you actually want yeah. me to go and talk about it. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I like Edmonton yep. in the over. So Ed- Edmonton, in my mind tonight, uh, comes out again. You know, their top guns will obviously be as dangerous as always. You know, maybe Mike Smith lets in one or two. And um, with the, uh, if the number six and a half, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, a 5-2 game, 6-3 game. Uh, Connor McDavid and Jai Seidel potting it up a couple times. And, uh, you know, L.A. being able to find a way to score, you know, just a few against Mike Smith tonight after a good shutout that he had the other day. Uh, usually lightning doesn't strike twice in the same spot. So 
you know, for him to go another 60 minutes without letting in a goal and would be, uh, you know, surprising and uh, probably more or less unlikely. So there you go. Edmonton, yeah. Edmonton, Edmonton and the minus over. 140. And the, so the two best bets. And it's funny, I was going to give two best bets as well on the show today. So uh, we're in a giving mood here on the Ice Guys oh, show with the <laughs> best bets. Uh, Stephen Fournier going with Edmonton minus 140 and over six and a half here uh, against the LA Kings. And my best bet, I'm going to go with, I'm also going to go Edmonton minus 140 for my side best bet. But I'm also going to go with that Minnesota St. Louis over six and a half at uh, minus 110. Um, I just think minus 105 actually at a lot of places. So shop around for that. But Edmonton, I think, you know, builds off the game two win. I think goes and they've won twice in L.A. They're 2-0 and at Crypto Arena in L.A. this year. Uh, I think they get the job done. Oilers minus 140. And I like the Wild Blues over six and a half uh, in that game. Again, we're talking about uh, a cluster injury situation with the Blues blue line. But the Blues offense at home, I think they're going to get back on the power play. We know that power play is lethal. We know in game one, Minnesota struggled to contain that power play. And on the flip side, I think Minnesota's got the opportunity to score as well, given the uh, potential vulnerability uh, and depletion with the blue line for St. Louis. So uh, Minnesota, St. Louis over six and a half and Edmonton minus 140. A couple of best bets for me uh, on this play. Uh, NHL card. All right, that's a wrap. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it. Just some final thoughts, Stefan, before we wrap it up. Hey, nothing. You know what? Thanks a lot for having me out here, Ian. Uh, I had a blast with you today. Obviously, it was nice for me to just sit outside here and chat, chit chat about hockey. And uh, obviously, learning from you on the betting side is, uh, is is really really cool. Also, so thanks a lot for having me out here today, and thanks for everyone that came on to to the show to listen. Exactly. We appreciate it. No question about that. A reminder, uh, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week. No days off. Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For our special guest, Stephen Fournier, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday, noon Eastern, for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.